Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Excited to join us today, and ever that day is, it's always good to have uh, you as a listener and a fellow person of recovery. Uh, as of this um, uh, podcast recording, we are over 8,300 downloads, which again, absolutely mind-boggling. You know, the other day I posted on Instagram and Facebook that I was. Uh, 12,602 days of continual sobriety and certain numbers just totally blow me away because who would have ever thought we would be here on this day, right? Whether you're five days, 50 days, 500 days, 5,000 days, it doesn't matter. The fact that we are in recovery as we sit and, and be a part of this miracle is totally mind-boggling. And so welcome to the miracle. Welcome to our podcast. Hey, do me a favor, whether you find me at recoveryguy.org or recovery underscore guy on Instagram or the recovery guy on Facebook, would you please follow or subscribe? Uh, and I cannot tell you how much that helps me. And you can find more information on how to support this recovery movement when you get to those sites. And again, thank you very much for all that you do. I'm always so encouraged by the, the exchange that I have, whether it's just a DM or, or a, a private message uh, from Facebook, or you message my cell phone, or you email me, uh, or I am your life or sober coach. I mean, because so many different people and so many different levels I communicate with. Uh, you may be a co-laborer of mine like Susie uh, MD and DMD, rather, thank you, um, and, and she's an active participant, or like Wendy or Angela, so many of the individuals, Chaz and Tess, that I get ideas from regarding uh, the content of my daughter Carol, my daughter Jane, are, are great inspirations to me as well, obviously, Laura is, so no matter where you are in that spectrum, I am so glad uh, that we have an opportunity to communicate in our way. My friend uh, Debbie B. from Oregon is such a great inspiration to me and such a help in ministry like Scotty B. and Melissa with Welcome Home Sober Living in Southern California and all the work that they do to help people find what they're looking for. And that's what today is all about. The title of today's podcast is Not All Searches Net Results. Again, not all searches net results. I love, as you know, I'm a classic rock guy, and Sammy Hagar may be my favorite overall uh, musician, although, you know, Freddie Mercury and Queen uh, is is like the master, a big Hall & Oates fan as well. Uh, and so Pink Floyd, you name it, the classics, I love them. But Sammy uh, wrote a song uh, called When It's Love with, uh, with uh, the late, great uh, Eddie Van Halen. May he rest in peace. Uh, but but uh, they, they wrote in the lyrics of this, everybody's looking for something 
something to fill in the holes, right? Again, everybody's looking for something, something to fill in the holes. No matter who we are or where we come from, what our experience is or what our experience isn't, we all have things in our life that we are searching for. Everyone does. And to not admit that is to deny the beauty of the journey, right? That's what the journey is. Back on uh, July 3rd, I did a podcast uh, and it was called The Search. And I, I, I co-opted a, um, uh, a phrase or actually an album line title from uh, the Moody Blues. Uh, many of you remember the Moody Blues and how incredible uh, of a group they were back in the 60s and the 70s. Well, they did um, a piece, uh, uh, a work called In Search of the Lost Chord, right? And I liken the lost chord to that missing piece in the puzzle, that missing ingredient for the pie, right? That that missing thing in my life that would cause me to become the person or assist me in becoming the person I would want to be, or in this case, finding what I am looking for. So everybody's looking for something, something to fill in the holes. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you, Eddie. Thank you, Van Halen. Thank you, the listener, for allowing me this incredible platform. Again, if you would have told me a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago, as as Jonathan and uh, uh, and Juan and I uh, embarked on this more aggressive podcast schedule, that we'd be at over 8,300 downloads today, I'd have just laughed at you, and, and uh, that would have been certainly on my wish list, but yet here we are. Just recently, on a personal level, I was searching for an important document that I need to complete a very important family project. So uh, the the person, in this case, my mother-in-law, she knew where the document was, and she tried to explain it to me where to find it. Now, rather than confirming what I thought I heard, I went searching where I thought it was. So after looking in in multiple places, I went back to my mother-in-law and told her I couldn't find the document. So she told me once again where it was. I'm not always the sharpest pencil in the box, right? The first time out, I get sharp as I go. So at that point, I was searching in the right place. And what I was looking for, are you ready for this? This is not uncommon. Uh, What I was looking for was right on top of the contents in this particular file box. So I was looking and looking and looking, and I was a good looker. I was a good searcher. But it wasn't netting me the results because I wasn't looking in the right place. The minute I went to where it actually was, it was right on top. And such is our search for the right tools and resources necessary for recovery. How many times... When we were out there in our addictive and behavioral condition, were we saying we were looking for this and we were looking for that, and yet all the places we were looking 
there was it, it was not going to be possible to find it there because what we were looking for didn't exist in those places. Just didn't exist. So we would hear what we wanted to hear or we would look for where we wanted to look, but we were either not looking thoroughly or we were looking in the right place or not in the right place. It's, it's only when we look in the right place and in the right way that the answer is right in front of us. It's really true. Uh, when, I, when I finally went into treatment, when I finally said, I can't do this anymore, I give up, and I went into treatment, the answer was there all the time. It's not like AA and the plan of recovery came into existence the minute I started looking. It was there. It was right in front of me. I had passed the treatment center I ended up in over on Martin Luther King Boulevard in Las Vegas. That's right, folks. I got clean and sober in Las Vegas. So please don't tell me that you can't get clean and sober where you're at, right? I... I got clean and sober in Sin City, where alcohol and even drugs flowed 24 hours a day, seven days a week, with no breakdown. It was the 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 nightlife turned into the, the this is how prevalent it was. I actually played softball in a double header league that started at 3 a.m. on our scheduled times. So we would start playing at 3 a.m. and we would get done at 6 a.m. and then we would go for the rest of our day and then we would go to sleep and go back to work at night. So the town was upside down. So you could get anything you wanted at any time. It didn't matter if it was 3 a.m. Or, or 3 p.m. It was always there. So I got sober in Las Vegas where AA is gigantic. And again, it's not like it appeared when my need did, it was there the whole time. I just needed to know where to look and with what approach my searching would entail in order for me to net the results that you see today, right? Which is a, a person who has embraced sobriety, a person who has embraced recovery to the tune of 12,600 and now it's 604 days, right? So we keep growing one day at a time for the rest of our life. One of, one of my great mentors, and maybe you've heard of him. If not, I invite you to, to go find who Zig Ziglar is in terms of motivation, thinking, one of the, one of the giants of our time. Uh, Zig Ziglar had so many uh, wonderful perceptions and thoughts and motivational see you at the top, right? What a great notion. He made it to the top, Maslow hierarchy of needs, right? That self-actualization where we get to the top in the view is incredible. That was another one of his books, see you at the top and then a view from the top. And that's what we try to share with you. My friend James P uh, in on Instagram, you know, he's been <laughs> around this more than a minute, right? Decades uh, same with uh, Anthony Spo, uh, my buddy uh, on Instagram as well, been around for decades doing this thing. 
And, and so what Zig Ziglar said, and what we have learned along the way, and Zig said, do not mistake activity for accomplishment. Great phrase. I love it. It'll be in the notes. Don't mistake activity for accomplishment. In the same way, not all searching nets a result. Just because I'm searching doesn't mean I'm going to find. We must search in a way that nets results. We, we have to. You know, again, that's why we have a second step. You know, where we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. In the same way, we came to believe that searching the right way will get us the results we're looking for that will net positive results. Because I was searching. It wasn't that I wasn't searching. I was searching. It's just that every search ended up to be a dead end and a bottom that was more painful and more devastating than the previous bottom. Do you ever, do you ever get that way? <laughs> we live that way. I live that way. I really believe that I began or I... Let me put it this way. I believe that I realized that my searching was so painful because I started to drink and use at 14 years old. So like many of you, when we started to engage in our behaviors, 14, 15, 16 years old, where we really started to become exposed for the broken person we thought we were, and many of us were broken. And that's why even what um, Eddie and, and Sammy would write, something to fill in the holes, right? I, I was like, a, I was like a, a, a package of Swiss cheese. I was nothing but holes. And they were exposed. And I was searching for something. But my searching was not in the right places. And if it wasn't, and if it wasn't the right place, it wasn't with the right frame of mind. Similarly, you know, when, when I'm involved in a project nowadays, you know, everything is transformed for me. I don't search in places where I don't think I'm going to find something or that it's not going to net results. And, and I've learned this from so many people along the way who've taught me the ins and outs of recovery and how to do a very methodical or almost like a scientific approach, a tried and true method that when I search and the energy that I use to search, I'm guaranteed to find something that I can use. It may not always be exactly what I was looking for, but it's something that I can use to add to me to help my search along the way. When I understand that I need to do things in a particular way. I think this is really um, showcases itself uh, with Ikea. Anybody ever shop or buy anything from Ikea? In our home, we have two of our dressers in our master bedroom, our nightstands, in our dining room, our table and 12 chairs, our curio cabinet, our... our um, our butcher block, uh, I always forget the name for it. It's where all the dishes and everything like that go, and it's a chest, and it's really nice. And then our, our dish um, display. And 
we have other tables downstairs. Um, we have tables or, or uh, uh, chest of drawers in our guest room. Uh, our pull-out sleeper in our guest den. Countless items from Ikea. And if you've ever bought from Ikea, you know you put it all together. And, and it can drive you crazy. And I'm thinking as I'm doing this, is it really worth saving this money, right? Well, it, it is because not only that, and this is not an Ikea commercial, it's really actually very good quality stuff. You just have to put it together a particular way. So in years of purchasing these items, I found that I need to do a, a few things because I'm searching for a particular end result. And, and, it's, and it's to look and have the stability of what it looked like in the showroom when Laura and I went around and picked it out. So the first thing I need to do, I have to unpack all of the pieces. Then I need to separate them. And then I need to find the instructions and follow them exactly as diagrammed. Heavy emphasis on the word exactly as diagrammed. Here's what I found. When I do that, I have found that the furniture ends up looking exactly as I previously stated, as it did on the showroom floor. And in the same way with searching and how we can specifically search for aspects in a, or, or results in a, in a particular aspect of our life, and those, and those areas that we're searching for are, are things that are important to us that seem to elude us. But I guarantee you that if you use an empirical method or a 12-step method, or if you're involved in a monotheistic religion of the world or Buddhism or whatever your spiritual approach is, I guarantee you they have a plan for you becoming well, for you becoming whole for you to become the person you have always wanted to become, that you're searching would actually net results to you. And if what you're involved in does not promise that as a result of your searching, then message me and let me know, and I'll help introduce you to a plan that does work. Because it's not just me. It is countless people who have found this to be true in their life. Far too many for me just to be the, the exception, not the rule. I am the rule. I am not the exception. I know countless people who could share a similar, if not even an elevated story. I had an opportunity on Saturday to sit and have coffee with, with a friend of mine who has been struggling uh, in their personal recovery. And we had met at a Starbucks uh, on, on Saturday afternoon. And, and this person had 33 days uh, clean and sober. And then they had relapsed. And then they had 17 days. And then they relapsed. And when we got together on Saturday, they had three days. And I'm so grateful that they were able to 
at least find their way back to the program. And at least maybe this time they were a little bit more broken because they were searching. But when, when we relapse, and this has been my personal experience and the experience of countless others that I've worked with as friends and, and professionally over the years, we're still searching, but we just decide for usually because of our pain to search in a place where we even know that what we are looking for is not there. We know that. Now we rationalize, we minimize, and we deny that that is true, but it doesn't make it any less true. And so as I sat there and had this conversation with this person, I said, here's, here's the challenge. I know what you say you're looking for, but are you really looking for it? Is that what you really want? Or, or is your pain motivating you for a minute, but it's not enough? Is this something you're really seeking? Because you have 30 days or 33 days, 17 days, and now three days, and yet you seem to stop. So is it because you don't believe you are going to find it? on this path of recovery? Or do you get to a point where searching is just too painful for you? And do you understand that going back to where you were can be more dangerous than moving forward in your pain or in your fear of not finding what you were looking for? And they really didn't have an answer, but they did. Because I believe, and we ended up agreeing, that we need to set aside everything in order to go on a search, a journey that's going to net us the results. Here are just three things that I believe we must do in order to find that lost cord or to find that something that would fill in the holes and certainly to have a search that will net results. The first thing that we all must do, and I made this very clear to this person on Saturday, I must first admit that I am hopelessly lost. Go look up at that word hopelessly. Basically, it will mean without hope, one who is without hope. In other words, you don't stand a snowball's chance in hell of finding what you're looking for on the path that you are on. You are hopelessly lost. You wouldn't find your way or find what you were looking for. You wouldn't find it by accident, let alone find it on purpose. You have to first admit you are hopelessly lost because you're not going to look the way you need to look until you find. That's why in the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, 
in the 12 and 12, it's that it says that we have to admit complete defeat in step one. Practically no one likes to admit defeat, but we must do it. You must, I must, we must admit we are hopelessly lost before I have the courage to set upon the journey in the way that you would tell me that I must search. Period. That's non-negotiable. And if you think you can do it, again, half measures availed us nothing. And if you think that you can get through and find to be happy, joyous, and free in half measures, I'm not here to try to convince you of otherwise. I'm just, I will tell you, I hope you return because not everyone does. An absolute is. I must first admit that I am hopelessly lost. Otherwise, why would I think that I need to be found? Secondly, I must, another must, another absolute, I must admit that all my searching in time, places, and frame of mind have only gotten me more lost. Do you ever go into a maze? You know, I believe that everyone who goes into a maze can search and search and search. And if it's a really good maze, like the maze of life, you know, if you don't have a blueprint, if you don't know exactly where to turn left and turn right, we will get more lost to the degree that we don't even know where we started from. And the more searching I do, the more lost I become. It's like becoming disoriented in the water. And you don't know whether you're swimming to the bottom or you're swimming toward the surface. Or when someone spins you around and you're so dizzy and someone says, go to your left or go to your right. You don't know which is which because we're just dizzy. We're disoriented. And that's how we get in our addiction, in our brokenness. So I, I have to say, I don't know. Again, I've, I've said it before. You know, they gave me two bits of, of information. They said, we got good news and bad news, you know? And I said, well, you know, what's, what's the bad news? Let's, uh, let's have that, uh, well, Let's start with the good news. How's that, right? So the good news is you only have to change one thing, right? And you've probably heard this before. And I said, well, gee, that's, you know, that's, that, that's the good news. What's, what's the bad news? And, and they said, well, that one thing is everything, right? I had to admit that everything needed to be changed. Just like I have to admit I'm hopelessly lost and everything that I've done in my searching, even, even in my recovery, I didn't. I didn't get there because I intellectually found the right place. No, it wasn't an intellectual decision for me to go to uh, Nevada Treatment Center. They just happened to say, we don't require insurance. You just need to get here in one hour and have $50 with you. It's not like 
it was an intellectual process that I think, oh, I've done my homework. I think I found the right place that will help me. No, I went in pain through coercion because I had nowhere else to go. Fortunately for me, it was at a place who had done the search before. Number three, I have to completely rely on someone else who was just as lost as me and follow the plan they followed. You feel me? I have to admit I'm hopelessly lost. I have to set aside anything that I was previously doing because I understand it's only getting me more lost. And then I have to let you show me what you did as a lost person who became found, who had searches that netted no results just like me, but now your searches are paying dividends. And then I need to follow the plan that you followed. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, every one of us, to the best of our ability and the greatest of our degree, we follow the plan. For me, again, I'm a Christian, I'm a 12-stepper, so I do things in a particular way because that's the formula. Rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. That is a quote from chapter 5 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. A person who has thoroughly followed our path. So my next question is, what's the path, man? I want to know what the path is because I want to find what you have found. Just like the other day in my uh, Personal Identity Matters podcast where I was chatting about my dear friend whom I love, Slow Will, and of course my sponsor, you know, to be happy, joyous, and free. I'm thinking, who is this cat? You know, who is this guy who says he's a happy, grateful, recovered alcoholic? He must know something, or Tom, or Steve, or Eddie, right? Or Buddy, or Scott, or Jack, Max, Texas Ted, all of them. They had a way. They had a plan. And I needed to follow that plan because they were producing searches that netted results. I believe then and only then can we expect to find for what we have been searching. And I hope your search is netting results. And if not, let me know. Reach out to someone that you know in recovery who has found what you are looking for, whether it's a personal relationship, whether it's more successful time in recovery whether you're looking to restore finances, whether you're looking to rebuild relationships, whether you're looking to find a path to peace and serenity and comfort and joy that seem to have eluded you. Find a search that others have searched in. Follow their search and you will net results. I do want to thank you for your time today. Please go to recoveryguy.org please go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy and become a monthly donator to our recovery movement. You can find it at uh, patreon.com 
or you can find it through the link on our website. Go to, on Venmo, go to at Robert hyphen pardon hyphen the number three to give a one-time donation. DM me. Let me know what I can do, whether it's a, a periodic conversation or you want a consistent life and sober coach. Let me know what that looks like. Let's have that conversation. Let's get well together. As we got broken apart, let us get well together. Let us get whole. Let us walk this journey together one day at a time, one step at a time. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy.